to Living the Reiki Life podcast. Hi, I'm Amanda. And I'm Christy, and we're coming at you from the Prairie Province of Saskatchewan, Canada. We met in the corporate world over a decade ago and became great friends. We started our Reiki journey together, and now we are Reiki masters. Follow along as we navigate life living the spiritual world while still working the nine to five. We gather twice a month to chat all about Reiki and our Reiki journeys, energy healing, and other healing modalities. We are going to interview some of our gurus and cover a vast majority of topics that we find interesting, and hopefully you do too. Let's get at it. Hey everyone, welcome back and happy new year still. We're still in January. Um, Welcome in. So I have to say, I know Christy that we said we weren't going to do like new year's resolutions, but I really felt that energy January 1st of like all those intentions from everyone else. So I actually, like you had posted on our Reiki page about Mia Magic saying, if you want to set your intentions kind of for the year, like do the things you want your year to look like that day. So I did, I really was intentional about it. So I didn't actually write out New Year's resolutions. I'm still going to wait till the spring equinox, but I sure really felt that energy from the collective and I felt so motivated. I loved it. Yeah, I I definitely felt that energy like December 31st, I was outside and I was like, there's just like this vibrating, vibrant, like fresh new energy coming in. And I I was like, that's definitely from like everybody else, like from the collective. And I thought that was really neat. And I was, uh, I did have plans to be intentional about that day, but that kind of fell through. But (laughs) Like, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I feel like I have started like a few new habits, like nothing like super substantial that will like change my routines. You know, it was just like little things that I can do to make myself feel better. I thought that's good. I can stick to that. Yeah. That's great. I mean, it doesn't, you don't need to be moving a mountain. It's just like those little tweaks are sometimes just the best things. Yeah, exactly. And habit stack them. I remember my herbalist taught me this skill. So it's like, if you can't remember to take like your vitamin C, put it beside your toothbrush. So when you brush your teeth every day, you take your vitamin C, like you just keep stacking habits on top of each other. And it it really helps. That's a great idea. And I think it's like, what, 30 days to form a new habit? Yeah. And that's a long time to keep like consistent with something. Yeah, I actually did that with flossing. I don't know what happened. And then I've been flossing religiously every day for years now. Yeah, me too. So, yeah, I don't need, yeah, just clicked one day. Yeah, yeah, just something you do. You brush your teeth, floss your teeth, like done. You don't even think yeah. about it. Yeah. Totally. Yep. Grab the floss. I don't even think about it. That's how good of a habit it has gotten into. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. So, other than that uh, collective energy where we were both kind of vibing in, what else has been going on with you since last epi? Yeah, so um, on the last episode, I shared about um, someone in my life that lost someone close to them and how I connected to um, them right before they passed. And so I've been talking to her a lot as she moves through this grief because it, it's it's a big one. Like it was her best friend. So she was asking me about like a sign, like how do you know that they're around and how can you tell that they're stopping by like because she just felt so empty and like felt so alone and I was telling her like this was all through text and I was like oh like you can tell them to leave you like a dime or a butterfly like be intentional like ask them uh, for a specific sign but don't like watch for it, like religiously, you kind of have to let go of it as well. So I find when I let go of it, that's when the sign will come through. It's like, oh, right. There's a butterfly. Okay. Hey grandma. And, but when I was typing all this, I was like, this doesn't feel right. And then all of a sudden I heard lights flickering and I was like, well, I don't know. Like, should I tell her that? I was like, it's so freaking random. And I was like, Christy, listen to yourself. Cause when this shit comes through, just say it. So I texted her, I was like, hey, has your lights been flickering lately? And she's like, holy shit. She's like, yes. She's like the one above the sink. 
her and her husband both noticed it just a couple days ago. Like it was flickering like crazy, not like something where um, like there was something like just a one off. It was like definitely someone trying to get her a sign. And I was like, that is nuts. I was like, that's totally him. And the crazy thing is that he was an electrician. That was what he did. And he did the electrical work in their house when they moved in. And that kitchen light caused him so much freaking grief. So it's like, of course he was messing with that one. And I was like, it's like, that is so beautiful. It just shows like they are always with you no matter what. Even if you don't have that clear sign, just know that they are with you. And it just brought her like so much joy and like just filled her heart up in that moment. And yeah, it was just, it was really, really nice uh, sign from spirit. So I wanted to share that. I cannot, I, first off, that was so hard not to interrupt you because I was just like blown <laughs> by this. Wow. That's like, oh, you can't get anything better than that. Mm-mm. And it's such a good reminder for other people who are going through something similar. You're right. They are always there. Maybe your lights aren't flickering in your kitchen, but just know they are trying to send you a message. Just be patient or yes. just just have that knowing that they are there and they love you, of course, or with you. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Oh, exactly. And it's just like um, a lot of the times I think they even send us signs and we miss them. Like I think it takes them a lot of energy from the other side to make like things move or like leave a dime. And it's just like, but I guess that's just part of it. You know, sometimes you'll notice it, sometimes you don't. And that validation from the unseen world just always blows my mind. It's just magic. And I will never get tired of hearing things like that ever. Me neither. (laughs) I love it too. (laughs) Awesome. Good story to start us off. So I was at my desk this week actually. And I'm sitting at my desk and then all of a sudden this like, I got hit. (laughs) I'm hit (laughs) in the crown. This energy blew into my crown. It almost made me cross-eyed. I got so (laughs) taken aback. Like I could feel this. My stomach started flipping. I thought I was going to Ralph in my recycle bin. (laughs) I just couldn't believe it. I was like, what the, what is going on? I felt so sick. And dizzy. And so right away, first thing I do, I get on the phone and I text Christy. I'm like, something just flew into my crown. Like I can feel it just whirling around in there. I was like, I think we need to check this out tonight. And like, it's so different when I'm working on a client. I can tune in, I can see it, I can remove it. And it's like, bing, bing, bing. Or what it's yourself, it's totally different. It's way harder to kind of you need that outsider to give you a hand. And that's exactly what I needed Christy to do. So it was awesome. We met over Zoom and she tuned in and she's like, yeah, there's something in your crown. She's like, but I I don't think it's like a spirit. And then, yeah, so then I'm able to tune in as well. I'm doing this with her, of course. And I was able to pull out this little gremlin that had kind of made its way into my crown. It was Christy kept saying, it's like you were caught in the crossfire. And yeah, this thing kind of flew into my crown. It was like a little Tasmanian devil just whirling about in there. And I was able to yank him out. We called in Archangel Michael and I was able to take him out, fly him out my window and be gone. And like, unreal better after that. I was having dizzy spouts throughout the day after that till Christy and I worked on that. And then she was able to double check my crown and make sure everything was gone. And good. And then she actually sent me some really nice Reiki to my throat because I was having some, you know, sickness kind of creeping up. But that feels really good, too. So really, really good. Everybody needs somebody. You just can't tackle things. We are community beings. I'm so grateful to have your help, Christy. What a weird thing to happen. Yeah, that was so bizarre. Like, I... I was doubting myself when I was tuning in because I was like, ah, oh, like I just assumed it was an earthbound spirit because that happens. Uh-huh. That has happened to both of us. And I was, yeah, because I've gotten that, that whoosh. Yeah. And I was just yeah. like, oh, okay, let's cross them over. La, la, la. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that's wait. what I was expecting. 
<laughs> like, what is this? So it's just like, it's so neat that we can meet like even over Zoom and we can tune into this energy and just find out what's going on because you don't want to feel like dizzy all day. I remember you text me, Mayday. <laughs> I just like, oh my God. Shit. <laughs> what's Why going on? <laughs> yeah. And God. like you could see there was like a portal opening up from the cubicle beside me that was really kind of in their own. And I just literally got like caught in the crossfire. So I did make sure to put up extra protection around my desk. And I actually have a little jet crystal now too on like my ledge kind of just for a little extra, but yeah, reinforce the walls. And I think I'm going to bring like water to my office, like a bowl of water with stuff and do like a little bit of a clearing. Yep. Great idea. In my office. Yeah. I think it's, you know, New Year should really do that. I think it'd be good. Good idea. Yeah. And it's crazy. Like workplaces have so much activity going on. Like it's insane. It doesn't even matter. Like if it's a new building, I find there's just as many people or like things going on like that that we can't see. It's, it's pretty wild. So when I worked in the same office as Amanda, I had lots of things happen. Like I even brought someone home um, and then he attached to Andrea, like a Reiki master, and she ended up having to clear him. So it's just, I, I guess it's just anywhere, but like we spend so much time in the workplace. So it's not surprising that this can happen, but. Yeah. And all the different energies and different people you work with and they have stuff going on and they're bringing yep. stuff with them. And it's just yeah. a boiling pot of energy. It's waiting to explode. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, for astrology, we still have the full moon in Leo coming up January 25th. So just embodying that inner strength, that lioness energy or lion energy, and maybe have a look inwards and decipher whether it may be time to shed some of those people in our lives or our own limiting beliefs that are really just aren't serving our highest and greatest good anymore. Leo is that fiery, playful energy. So just try to harness like some of that energy as well. That would be a really good idea too. Yeah, I like that. Um, I want to be intentional with that full moon because Leo energy is just so powerful. Like why not harness what it has to offer? And just still like playing on like the New Year's thing, like letting things go too is also really important at this time. And also going inwards, like we're still in winter. It's still good to go inwards and keep shedding those layers and keep healing as things come up. But don't be too hard on yourself about it because I I was like that a couple days ago where I was just, you know, beat myself up. I didn't do this, this and this and just kind of went, was spiraling. And I finally was like, pulled myself out of it. And I was like, okay, Christy, get your shit together. Quit feeling sorry for yourself and just start doing something. Just start going, like move the momentum, like get an action going. So yeah, that Leo full moon sounds like it's, it might kick my butt actually. <laughs> no, it's great advice though for everyone. I love that. Yes. All right. Should we dive into the episode? Yes. So today we are going to talk about the importance of dealing with emotions and trauma and how they can get stored in your body. So we are going to share as examples of things that we've seen as practitioner and some facts that we had found as well. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about this one. Yeah. So let's start about like where we actually store emotions in our physical body. So what I found is when I started learning about like Chinese medicine and what organ relates to like what emotion, it made so much sense to me. So we're just going to kind of break down the different um, emotions and how they're stored in different parts of our body and how they can manifest. So the first one is uh, grief and sadness. So that affects uh, the lungs, the skin and the large intestine. So sadness lowers your energy and can cause pain in the chest. And in Chinese medicine, the lungs are in charge of your pores. So that's why your skin can feel like dry and sensitive, can be a result of lung problems. And positive emotions can also be felt in the lungs as well. And I actually witnessed this with someone I know 
she was going through grief and she ended up getting pneumonia like in her lungs. And of course, like from the outside with what I know, I was like, oh, I, I know exactly what this woman is moving through. I was like, that grief is in like manifesting that emotion in her lungs, which has resulted in like the pneumonia. And it was just interesting to watch her move through it. Like, of course she got better, but it's just, it, it's crazy to think about it. Like you just think, oh, I picked up uh, a cold somewhere and it's manifesting in my lungs, but it's like, there's way more layers to the reason why we do get sick. Especially if it's like something really specific, like pneumonia or like bronchitis where it's like really deep in the lungs and you can feel that wheeze when you're breathing yes definitely make sure you're going to the doctor for all of these things we talk about yes, you know yes. <laughs> western medicine definitely plays their part but like say you keep getting like chronic bronchitis or reoccurring pneumonia you know like check that out kind of check in with yourself what am i suppressing what am i like am i upset am i sad like is there some deep underlying reason I just kind of swept this away maybe I'm really not okay with that breakup or the death of so and so and it's time to revisit it and like see your local Reiki practitioner if you need a hand or sit in meditation as well and try to move that energy and maybe bring yourself to feel that grief and cry it out and release it from your body that's right and you know grief isn't just about like, I know people think about losing someone, but grief can be um, leaving a job. I went through grief when I left my job of 16 years and I was waking up, I believe it was like two in the morning. And my herbalist said that, so like each organ has a time that it cleanses like throughout the night. I remember like 3 a.m. is your liver. I, I think it was 2 a.m. was the lungs. And she's like, well, what grief are you moving through? And then I was able to dissect that and move through that as well. So that was another interesting part to it. Oh, neat. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Chinese medicine just so interesting. blows my mind. It's so interesting. You know, it's been around forever. So that really says Ever. something as well. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Okay. So moving on, your kidneys, ears, and bladder often respond to fear. So the adrenal glands are also responsible for these. These organs are the first to respond to fear. So uh, once you feel it, you go into that fight, flight, or freeze mode. Like that is triggered in your body and the adrenaline floods all over. So the adrenal glands are responsible for dealing with that psychological response. So when you feel like you need to empty your bladder in a state of fear, that's because fear actually relaxes the bladder. I didn't know that. I thought that was really interesting. So if you feel yourself kind of in that, I feel like this is a really big trauma response to people who have a lot of trauma held in their sacral or any part of their body. This could be something, these could be parts of your body to look at, like your kidneys. Are you having kidney pain? Uh, a lot of bladder infections or ear infections, definitely something to look at. What am I afraid of? What fears are kind of holding me down? Yeah, no, that's exactly right. I I remember I uh, was suffering from like adrenal fatigue uh, when I was working shift work and you're just always freaking tired and like you're tired, but you're wired. It's the weirdest feeling. Like I drink a cup of coffee and I'd be wired but I could go to sleep but I couldn't sleep it was so messed up and it was also like being in the workspace of kind of a I was on edge all the time like worried about you know like messing something up or somebody watching me like just being in that pressure cooker and so that was like a part of the uh affecting the adrenals as well so that was interesting to move through that too and it took a while like it takes a while for your adrenals to uh, get back up and working you know that is a great example of fear because yes i've been there too like the office that christy and i worked at there like there's no room for error in that position so people are constantly looking at your work and so you do you have this fear of always like Am I going to hear about this? Is someone going to bring me back? It almost crushes your spirit, to be honest. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Very exhausting. So, yeah, your body is naturally kind of tense and you're kind of on edge and you're always just like being watched. And it's just, yeah, it's a really awful feeling 
And I'm glad we're aware. We're both not in that positions anymore. So we both can relax. So it's fine. But yeah, that's a that was quite the like fearful place to live in, especially when you're at work. Like it didn't feel like a safe, warm place where people were supportive at all. No, not at all. And then even and then you put shift work on top of it. So like you're eating at weird times, you're sleeping at weird times, like my poor body, like I am so sorry for putting you through that. I, I've healed from it. Like it's taken me a while, but it was definitely, uh, yeah, quite, quite a journey, I, I guess. I feel like I also didn't have this much awareness when I was doing shift. So if you're a shift worker and I realized like shift can be great for a lot of people because, mm-hmm. you know, it works well for their family and their kids and their other spouse's job like this is great and you know definitely benefits just have like make sure you're just taking care of yourself if you're getting stressed out or you're feeling like we were honestly like get into a good meditation practice so you can just let your body relax yeah especially if you're in a high tense like say you're working in the er of the hospital like just make sure you're letting your body not be in that constant state of adrenaline yep. so that's that's what i would suggest sleep when you can do those things to help you internally for sure. Yeah, that, that's so true. That's great advice because, yeah, people have done shift work successfully for their whole career. It's just finding that balance mm-hmm. between the two, like taking care of yourself and like having like those hot baths and like just relaxing yourself. It's just like you think of it just like cleansing your system when you get home from work. You got to cleanse the day, get rid of it so you don't carry it on to the next day. Yeah, shower if you need to as well. It's a great way to wash away the workday and not bring it into your house. Yes, that's amazing. Just picture it all going down the drain. Mm-hmm. No. All right, so on to the liver, eyes, and gallbladder. So anger and rage can affect the liver and travel up, bringing headaches, dizziness, mental blocks, and other things. So you can also have issues with the gallbladder, uh, kindness and generosity are also found in the eyes. You know how you can read someone by looking into their eyes, saying their kind eyes like the windows to the soul. That's so true. My grandma had like the kindest eyes. I just like looked at her and I was like, oh, I just love you. <laughs> yeah, just that warm. Yeah, I love that too. And the liver, like I had, I've worked through a lot with my liver. Like every time I went for acupuncture is the liver. Every time. And the liver was directly affected to so much anger I was harboring for someone through like my entire lifetime. I had no idea. Andrea actually helped me get to the root cause of this anger. Cause I, like, I was seeing um, a naturopath. I was on all these like herbs to help the liver. And like, I was eating good. I was doing my lemon water, like all the textbook things you should do but it wasn't helping until I finally got to the root of, hey, it's this unresolved anger. This energy is living in your liver. You need to let go of it. And when I finally did, I seen so many benefits. Like people underestimate how much the liver actually is responsible for. Like so many health conditions come back to the liver because the liver is like our filtration system. It has to be up and working well for everything else to um, filtrate through. So it's interesting, you know, like even just talking about this, going through my journey and what I've learned through different things I've gone through is, is, uh, pretty crazy. Yeah. And, you know, I always think like when I'm doing Reiki and I always find there's a lot of like anger in the stomach, Mm -hmm. but I've never actually really thought to like pinpoint where in the stomach, like you, right? Like where exactly are the organs that I should, I should really next time be way more mindful about, okay, where exactly, but I should just almost assume it's the liver now, but it doesn't hurt for me just to kind of do a quick scan and really pinpoint where and try to get to the bottom of it. But yeah, it's always like in that stomach area where those organs are that I find anger is for sure. Yeah, that's a good point. Cause like, you know, like if you go to the right side or left side, yeah, they're all on different sides and my liver was even like like tweaking at me like I could feel it I'd be sitting there and I could feel like it felt like someone poking my liver and I was like okay something's got to be done here and 
Yeah, because if you don't listen to those whispers, your body will get your attention in any way it can. Start actually poking at you. Yeah. I remember when you used to do those liver cleanses. Yes. And you could like feel stuff like dropping and like moving. Oh, yeah. That was wild. And you know, it's like I did all those cleanses, but I was still left in the same boat. I had to go back and heal the motion part of it. Like not saying the cleanse didn't help, but there was another part, big key component there. Well, right. You're just going to keep cleansing if that's the case, right? Unless you're dealing with the root, which was all about what's what we're all about. Dealing with the root of the problem so it doesn't keep regrowing and recoming back. Yes, that's exactly right. The root cause. Okay, so moving down, like from the stomach area, not necessarily into an organ, but into like the lower back and legs. And even hips actually have something to share about hips as well that I found super fascinating. So yeah, let's start with the lower back. So that is around like your root chakra. And as you guys know, the root chakra is like our foundation system. It's about like finances, the roof over your house, stability, like, and almost like, yeah, security, like feeling that strong foundation. And I've actually, I know someone that has major, major back problems. Like she can barely walk. It's so bad. And she was never supported. Like she was kind of a gypsy soul, kind of did her own thing. And she had three kids and she raised them by herself, no help. And one of her kids ended up getting really sick. He almost passed actually. And it's just throughout her life. I've just, as I've gotten to know her and she unpacks her life, I just get to see where all these things in her life, she was not supported. And it just started to manifest in her lower back. And she also, she has an injury there as well, which doesn't help. So I feel like you have the emotional side and she also has the injury coming in and it's created like this big, I don't know what you even want to like, I almost see it like a sludge, like this dark sludge just living in the lower back, just can't get out because it's years, like 60 years of BS like stored there. And it's just, and it's really starting to physically break her down. It's hard to watch, but it's just, It just shows that as you move through life, we have to like unpack our bag so we don't keep bringing that baggage with us and weighing us down through like energy and yeah. So did she have the emotional component first? And do you think that manifested into an injury to actually give cause her physical pain now in her back? Yeah. Yeah. Because I I also think that's what happens as well. Yeah, because the injury was from having a weak back and our spine is so important. So I remember she said she remembers exactly when it happened. She heard a pop. She just moved something, heard it, and then was like, shit. So, yeah, take care of your backs. It's so important. And tune in. If something like that happens to you, like even something as silly as like stubbing your toe. I'm always like, what's going on? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I always am like questioning. And you know what? Sometimes it happens when I'm just like having like a bitch of a day. And then all of a sudden I'll like stub my toe and it's like, I'm doing this to myself. Yes. Like, yeah, this is the energy I'm in and I will just eat it. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, also like with your hips too, like your lower back, then you got your hips. So your hips also hold so much energy. Like your hips don't lie. And I was actually doing some foam rolling with my hips yesterday. And all of a sudden I got super emotional. Like I felt like I was yep. going to cry. That's so a the thing. Hell? <laughs> Especially for women. Yes. And I also found yeah. something else interesting about the hips. Um, oh, yeah. So I found this um, from Lauren Roxborough. So she deals like with fascia and like living in alignment. I really love her work. And she talks about like hip replacement surgeries later in life often are a result of built up emotional blockages. So isn't that crazy? I never even thought of that. Oh, especially for women. Yes. Like every time oh, for hips. Yeah, it's a big one. It's a huge one. And we it's very common for people to have an emotional release when they're getting physically worked on their hips. Like think about how our hips, like especially when you're pregnant, 
they're separating, they're carrying all that weight from the baby and just even a lot of women carrying a lot of weight in their hips, like just how we're built. And then I always think of the sacral as like our cup, right? And our female cup, which is just sitting like right at your hips as well. If that's not full or that's depleted, it's not strong. There's just so much going on there. Yes, take care of your emotional body. Your hips, especially for women, will definitely thank you. Yep. That's so true. And I have such tight hips. I always have. And I just got to be more intentional about stretching them out. There's so many good like yoga poses out there that just opens them wide up. Like my hips are sore today. Like that's how stiff they were. I was like, come on. (laughs) Oh, I know. And if you're doing yoga, so I've been doing yoga, right? Every Tuesday and Thursday, I'm still doing that. Love it. If you get a cramp when you're doing yoga, that's a good thing. And just sit in the cramp. That means you haven't used those muscles and you need to like let them cramp so they know that they're still around and then just work through it. I know it sucks. Honestly, that's what you're supposed to do. I know. No way. That is so cool. The cramping is good. They love it when you cramp. We're like crying. Uh, Good. (laughs) Good. Release (laughs) it. (laughs) Yeah. Good. Yeah. So what happens when you ignore the feelings, ignore the traumas in our bodies that we have been through? So what actually prompted the topic of this podcast episode is that I recently read a book, Our Body Keeps the Score by Bessel van der Kirk. As a society, so this is quoting him, as a society, we cannot afford to ignore trauma and keep our heads in the sand. There are, in fact, countries where governments have taken the science of trauma and its prevention and treatment seriously, with results to prove how well that works. So, for example, Norway has 51 citizens per 100,000 people in jail. The U.S. has 951. So their students have also have higher test scores and higher graduation rates from high school and college And their society has a fraction of the crime that the U.S. does. So it is so important to take care of our emotional bodies because then it festers into anger in the liver and all those other things and rage. And then we commit crimes and then we beat our spouse. And it's just that is so how important it is to really take care of ourselves. Oh, big time. That is a crazy statistic. Like, I can't believe that. And it just shows, like, even with the trauma, like, you can pass that down to your kids. Like, I've seen people where they're raising kids and their kids are going to become exactly the way they are because they're not healed. Like, they're not aware enough. So you're creating, like, a little mini you that is going to keep, like, moving through this trauma and it's just not healed. It, like, keeps circling around and around. And it just, it affects so much trauma, like your trauma response, like, yeah, with like anger issues, like being triggered, like getting mad at someone over nothing. And yeah, it even manifests into like physical things. And it's just, ah, it's just, it's so crazy. It's almost overwhelming to think about taking on like healing this as a whole. Like that's maybe I... I don't even know where they would start in Canada. Like, where would you even start? You know, you just, you do the loudest thing first, right? Like, yes. we just, like, when we're raking, like, we just do what comes up and our bodies will release what it's ready to, re- to release at that time. That's right. So even if you have a mitt full of things that you're just, like, need to go, we're just going to slowly chip away at it and start releasing and slowly feel better. That's how you do it. And if you don't want to do it for yourself, do it for your kids, do it for the other people behind you, or even do it for the spouse who has to live with you, you know, like take care of yourself. It's, it's a very good thing and get help when you need, Mm -hmm. go see a professional, go see a practitioner, do all the things. Um, So like, if you've had Reiki with me recently, I've been on this kick about describing the triangle. Which, re- which represents our emotional, physical, and spiritual body. So the triangle has three equal sides. All need to be working equally to sustain and make up the triangle. We can't neglect or put one above the other. It's great to go to the gym and see your chiropractor and massage therapist. Yes. 
But what have you done for your emotional well-being? Did you rest today? Did you quiet your mind? Did you go to the gym when you really should have had a nap instead? So connect in with yourself and what your higher self needs. It's just so equally important. What is my body telling me today? Just like, like that is probably one of my biggest lessons I've actually learned too. Even just this last year, like when we had Amanda on, who encapsulated my placenta, she was like, if I could do one thing, it would tell everybody to rest. Yeah, I've been actually taking that pretty seriously. Like, I think it's a really good idea. I used to be one of those people that was like, took pride in how much I could grind. And it's like, what? What? (laughs) It's awful. You just can't get any clarity when you're grinding all the time. So that's my my recommendation. Yep. Yeah, there's magic in slowing down 100%. I was the same way, like just constantly going, 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 like so busy because, and then you just get used to it. And then when you you get uncomfortable with just resting, but that's so important. You got to get through that hump of being uncomfortable and just sitting there because everything like doesn't know what to do. Your body's like, ah, what's going on? There's nothing going on. I have to do something. Like it's just the way your neurons are wired. So it's just like creating those new neural pathways to be like, you know what? We're going to have a quiet day today and not feel guilty about it. Like I met a friend for lunch and her kids were with her, their grandparents this week. And she's like, you know, I did nothing today, but I felt so guilty. And I was like, No, like, do not think that way. I said, who gives a shit if you stayed in your pajamas all day and ate popcorn? If that's what your body wanted, you honor that. I was like, that is so important just to do nothing. Like, and don't feel guilty. Don't beat yourself up about it. When was the last time she would have been able to do that? Oh, exactly. Yes. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I'm feeling that. Mm, yep. good. I'm glad you said that to her. Good. Yeah. 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 Cause I know I can beat myself up and be like, oh, I got 500 things to do, but it's like, no, like what does my body need? And it's like, okay, I just need to sit here and stare into space for 10 minutes and feel good about it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, I really, I wanted to say that I really like the, this triangle and how it has the emotional, physical, and spiritual body. That's really fascinating. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that too. And it just keeps kind of coming up in my sessions lately that I, that I, yeah, I need to reiterate that to clients. So I thought that yeah, was good to share here as well. And you've been making, don't you make like some mudras with triangles yeah. and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, my hands will go together and I make a triangle when I'm doing Reiki. And yeah, it just makes me think of like finding that balance and making sure every part is equally strong and equally as important and equally loved in a sense. Like it's really good. I love that. And it's like a really good like visual. Like I could even see myself like drawing a triangle on a piece of paper and just writing like out how can I like, you know, be better in this area or this area and just seeing if it's all balanced. Mm -hmm. Another thing I wanted to say about this was like how powerful our mind is as well. So like, for example, we can convince our bodies that we are sick by just thinking and willing it to happen. Mm -hmm. So remembering those days that we didn't want to go to school or to work, we will tell ourselves that we are sick so much that our bodies start to believe it and act accordingly so that we can justify staying home. I know that I've had this <laughs> big time where you're just like, I'm not feeling good. I can't do that. Or my body is old or your your body will act accordingly because your mind is that powerful. And just here's another example of that, actually. So when women go on birth control, what happens there, they are sending neuro signals into the brain, tricking your body to believing that you are pregnant, so you cannot get pregnant. That is how strong our brain is in talking to the rest of our body. So if you are telling yourself that you are sick, and you are telling yourself that your body hurts or is weak or hurt, it will start complying because it it has to be true. Yeah. So that's just something I really want to bring attention and awareness to. Like, be mindful of what you're telling yourself, how you speak to yourself. It all can really play out into physical parts of your body. Oh, big time. And especially when it's like on repeat, 
Like I remember one time I was, uh, I was burnt out. I was doing a market and I was up till like midnight and I had to leave at like five in the morning. Like it was just a nightmare, but I felt like I was getting sick. Like I felt like the cold coming on and I was like, nope, I'm not telling myself that I am sick. I was like, I am feeling great. And I just like kept repeating this like as a mantra over and over and over. And of course I did like my herbal remedies and like drinking lots of water, that too. And then the cold never came to, came to life. Like it, it went away. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. And and I'm a huge proponent of that too. I mean, like, obviously sometimes that doesn't always work and then I get the cold, but yeah, I don't try to like play into it if I can yes. help it. Yeah, it just shows how like powerful our minds are. Um, so I was listening to a podcast actually about kind of a like this similar topic. This was like a long time ago, but I remember the story because it was so good. And it was talking about how our bodies can live in that state of like dis-ease. So when we hold on to things and they grow and they fester, like our body can actually create disease in our in our cells because we are living in that state of dis-ease. So this girl, she was severely sick and they were interviewing her. She was severely sick and the doctors had tried everything, but she kept getting just sicker and sicker. She couldn't eat. She was hospital bound in a bed and was just like days away from death. Like they didn't really have anything to do for her, but just kind of make her comfortable. And while she was in this frail state, she had this near death experience where she had met her father who had died years earlier. She had this huge falling out with her father years before he died, and they hadn't spoken. So she was able to speak with him, and he apologized to her how he was with her when he was here on Earth and managed to like come back together in love and forgiveness. This like beautiful moment. I remember being so incredibly touched by this story. And when she returned back to her body, she was immediately alert. She started eating again, rebuilding her strength. All the disease in her body started to heal and get better. And doctors could not explain what was going on. Like there was no scientific sense for this. It was was a miracle. By her healing and releasing that old trauma that she was hanging on to, physical body was allowed to heal as well. Even just accepting what had happened and like letting that breathe, just her body started to respond. So. Usually we don't like to forgive our hurt. We don't like to give our hurt feelings like a voice. We don't want to complain or burden others or like even just rehash old feelings, but we really should. Like it's unfair to yourself to deny that part of you. And I thought this is, this was unreal. I thought this is exactly the point of just healing yourself and what can happen. Wow. I, that story sounds familiar. I, I bet I listened to the same oh, podcast. I'm sure we did. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> we were in a lot of the same stuff. <laughs> oh, that's so beautiful though. Like that just comes full circle. Like how that had affected her physical body so much that she was on like the brink of death to, yeah, to clear that and come back. Like imagine that happening, like how different you look at life. Like you'd have a totally different outlook on life. Just like you wouldn't let the little things bother you. Well, yeah, I guess this isn't absolutely. a little thing. This was like a big thing, but yeah. Yeah. So just like touching on how important it is to have like that positive mindset and how not to create like these negative spirals of shit talk to yourself, you know, it's because it, it can manifest into something and become a physical ailment that you have to deal with. And, you know, it's easier said than done. I can't just sit here and be like, hey, think positive, you know, like we're all human. We all move through emotions. It's just figuring out what is the best way to move through that and like not keep dwelling on it and release it like through Reiki and exercise and just whatever feels right to you, like having those tools in your toolbox. And through my research, I found that our past lives can even affect our physical body, which is so wild to think about. So our minds and our subtle energy field is also affected by experience of our past lives. So this is called karma. I'm sure you've heard of it. So it's carried into life in the aura. 
So when the soul first enters a physical body at birth, so that's when the karma comes like with you. And then like through life, like past life karma can attract like different experiences to us, which in turn can strengthen that karmic charge in the aura. Then eventually it can move into chakras and then uh, create different things in the physical body. So it's just like, say you were really poor in a past life and it affected like, say your solar plexus, like your power center, you couldn't like get things done. And then that was never cleared in that past life. You bring it into your current life and then you start attracting things that are causing you to lose money because it's still in your energy field. I don't know if I'm explaining that well enough. Does that oh, make you sense? you are. Yeah. I've okay. seen that before. Yeah. When I've been doing Reiki. It's like that emotional state of how they were in that past life. It's still hanging on to their soul fragment. And it's it's manifested into something in this lifetime. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, so, it's so hard to like put these yeah. thoughts onto paper, you know? Yeah. No, I, I'm with you on this. Following okay. you. Okay. <laughs> Yes. So if you're having like a past life regression, like I've had like incidences where it's like, oh, well, even when people are like, oh, I totally feel like that now. It's because back then, you know, they were having insecurity or they they died a certain way that's triggering a fear that they have into this lifetime. Like absolutely all of that can carry over from your soul. Yeah. If especially if it was really traumatic, right? Yeah. Oh, big time. And even I've had a lot of like throat shocker problems, which have been related to being um, executed for speaking my voice. So of course, in this lifetime, I'm going to be like, well, should I share what exactly is on my mind? And so actually, that has created a lot of like clenching in my jaw um, with not expressing emotions or like speaking my mind because I'm scared to. But um and all, another story actually comes to mind about this is my Akashic teacher, or sorry, Akashic Records teacher, Kayla, told this story about someone having like this mysterious pain in their back. And it was like the upper back and they went to the Cairo, they went for massage, like they went for so many different treatments and everyone's like, well, it looks fine. And they're like, well, no, like my back hurts, like my ribs. And so this person had a past life uh, regression and they were actually stabbed by a sword. Like the sword went in their back, like all the way through. And this is how they died. So they actually brought that physical pain into this life, which is so wild. Like, you know, like people just have weird ailments that nobody can explain. It's like, if you're at the end of the road, it's like, you know, it wouldn't hurt to do a past life. You just never know. Yeah, especially if you've exhausted all the other options. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, of course, go to the doctor, do all the things you got to do. But if you're like still living with this pain or something's going on, it's like it it could be linked to a past life. Yeah, I was thinking about your clenching jaw there. Uh, Maybe you were a new mom in a past life. I feel like I've been having the clenching jaw and the grinding teeth ever since I became a mom. Oh, <laughs> a little a perk person. to adjusting to that new responsibility. Uh, this is an example of like what's going on, like with my life and how things like manifest in the body. So like before I had a baby, I slept with my mouth wide open <laughs> and like it was embarrassing, but like it just goes to show you how like relaxed I was. And they say like your jaw is directly connected to your sacral. So if you're clenching your jaw, you're clenching your vagina. Note to all women who hold stress, like we were talking about in their hips and in their womb space, you're probably clenching your jaw as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, or grinding your teeth at night, which is what I'm doing. So I know that this is my body communicating to me that I'm in stress. And I'm so conscious about it. Like, I'm not just going to go, well, I am going to wear a night guard, but I know that's not going to solve anything. Yes, it's going to help my teeth, because if I leave this, it can lead to a sore jaw, tooth damage, which can cause pockets for bacteria to get into, increased tooth sensitivity, gum recessions, and headaches. So it's just like, this is another way my stress, my emotional body is now affecting my physical body. So I know the only way for me to fix this is to actually take care of my nervous system, 
have a day in my pajamas where I eat popcorn all day, (laughs) you know, working on it, meditating, consciously relaxing my jaw and just finding that inner peace. And I know this will subside when things like regulate, when my child actually sleeps in the night. I know all those things will slowly calm down, but I'm very aware of it. And I know that I need to do more inner work on myself. Yeah, I can totally relate to that. And it is related to the pelvic floor, 100%. Mm-hmm. Like how I said, my hips are so tight. My pelvic floor is like clenched all the time. It's like, why Why? Yeah. Why is your butthole clenched all the time? Like, what's going on? <laughs> oh, my God. I know. All the stress, the mental stress is causing that. I need to, yeah, need to work through that. And I'm also aware, and yeah, I've been dealing with that for a long time, too. It's a tricky one. Even my dentist was saying it, it's a hard one to, like, unconsciously break. Yeah. Let's get into more examples. I actually have a, an example about a really good one that I did recently for a Reiki client. I was doing Reiki on a client, and they were kind of carrying some like, I don't even know if they were really that aware how much anger they were actually carrying in their body, but they were carrying anger from a work accident. Um, They got hurt during work accident and it affected their shoulder, which in turn affected how they live the rest of their life. And this anger that he was carrying in his stomach was actually blaming the shoulder injury. So I could see the fire in his belly that was still like, fire was still coming into the shoulder. So that anger was keeping it inflamed, keeping it sore. So help move the anger out of the belly. But it's up to them if to not reignite it, right? Like we can do the things, but if you keep hanging on to it, it's just going to keep that hot, keep it going. So it's just important to either forgive, try to release, be mindful and just come to peace. Like however you can do that, smash therapy maybe, I don't know. <laughs> But like, just healthy, release it because you're only hurting yourself at this point, yeah. right? That is wild that it affected all the way up to his shoulder. Well, the shoulder got hurt at work. Oh, and then that's where it happened. On. Yeah, and oh. they were hanging on to the angle. So just like, and it was so interesting to see that. I found that super fascinating and that I could say that like, hey, this is what's happening. Yes, and that's so true. Like we can put out that fire, but then you pass the torch to them to keep it going, like to keep Mm -hmm. being mindful about it, like, and just working through it. And I find like, sometimes when I'm in session and like, I'm saying something, I was like, does this like make sense? Is this like, and it's like, some stuff is like so important, but it's like, you just don't want to hammer it into someone. I just find like, I'm just like planting these little seeds because through like, me seeing Reiki practitioners, it's weird because like six months later, I'll be thinking of something you told me. And I'm like, oh, okay, this makes sense. I was like, so we're just like kind of planting those little seeds and watching them grow. And you're in charge of watering and pruning them. Like what what are you going to do after we plant those seeds? Yeah. Once you leave here, I mean, you're on your own, right? Yeah. Free will and all that. Yeah. That's exactly right. And just like shows how freaking powerful the emotion of anger is. Like anger is an important emotion to move through. Like it's important not to squish it down, but it's good to like get it out, release it, and then move on. But if it just harvests in your body, like, man, it can do a lot of damage. Yeah. Like that crazy heartburn. Yes. For the record, I can eat spicy food all the time. I don't get heartburn. Just saying for all yep. you. People chewing the tums might be something to look into. Yes. And even remember all those Reiki sessions we'd done together, like for my side of the family and all the heartburn issues they've had and all that mm-hmm. harvested anger in the stomach splashing up into the throat. Like that heartburn is like actually what my grandpa passed away from. Like it turned into a cancer in his esophagus. And then the same problem was passed down to my dad and to my brother. And we went in and we actually saw, no, this, the root cause is anger, like lit, like ancestral anger that has been passed down that has resulted in this crazy ass heartburn. Yeah. That generational trauma being passed down. Yeah, absolutely. And And you know, it's funny. I was just thinking like, I haven't had heartburn in so long. 
Knock on me. Yeah. It stops here. Good That's job. right. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. So something else I wanted to touch on was I've heard so many people say like babies don't remember, you know, like babies go through surgeries and stuff happens to babies and people are like, oh, they won't remember. And it's like, no, we do. Of course we do. It's like our subconscious mind will remember and our body will remember as well. And I remember hearing like, you know, a good doctor when they're working like on a baby, they'll talk to a baby like they talk to an adult, like, like this baby is conscious, like being like, Hey, I'm going to touch you here. You're going to feel a pinch here. And that just like really woke me up to thinking like, yes, like babies are going to remember what they went through. And this whole thing was a can of worms because it's something that I personally went through with healing the trauma that I went through at birth, having various surgeries. And I, moving through life, like I always felt like there was something I needed to touch on. Like it was like through my 20s and then in my 30s, it really like screamed in my face like, hey, there's some trauma here you need to unpack because it's affecting other things in your physical body and in your life. And I I don't know, it's been about five years of un- unpacking what happened to me at birth and the surgeries I went through. And it's just so wild to think about that, like this is carried throughout your lifetime. And if you don't deal with it, what's it going to manifest into? Like, it's just, I don't know. I, I just want to touch on that. If like, if someone has like a baby that has gone through a surgery, it's just like being mindful that maybe one day that they're going to want to talk about it, or maybe it's something that you should tell them. Because hearing your birth story and how you came into this world, I believe is very, very important. It can connect like a lot of dots, like um, even people with like uh, neck issues or back issues. It, it can be related all the way back to the way that you were birthed into this life. Like I was born feet first and that caused a lot of different things with um even like my lymphatic system, because you know, when you're squished out from the head, all that fluid gets squished out of your body. But I went the other way. So it's like the first time I came into the earth, like my body, everything was being squished upward. So like, I don't know, like a lot of signs behind that, but it's just like through talking to different specialists and like osteopath and all that, that's kind of what I've came to terms with. But I just wanted to share that part of um, unresolved trauma when you're a baby and you can't find the words to express it when you get older. You just know that you went through something, but you don't know what. And that can also like manifest into anger. I had a lot of anger issues. Like I couldn't speak up and it was related back to this trauma. And even through um, sessions with Amanda and Andrea, I was able to even go in and see myself on the operating table as a baby. Like it was so wild. And then I also seen like the angels surrounding me and the doctor and bless that doctor's heart. Like it was an eight hour surgery and he flew um, from somewhere in the States to do that surgery for me. And like he forever changed my life. Like I wouldn't be who I am today and have like the mobility and stuff that like, and live a normal life, like be a normal kid. So yeah, it's just, it's very, very interesting to look back on. And I just wanted to share that. Yeah. I remember that. And that was a really hard for you even after the session, actually, it took you a lot to like process what the work we did it oh, wasn't yeah. just like feel really good right away. It was like, no, now <laughs> you brought it up. Now it's fresh. And now you almost had to like revisit that as an adult and kind of work through the emotion that came up with it too. Yeah, that's exactly right. Like, you know, when you go through something traumatic as an adult, you have the tools to work through. You can work through it faster. But it's like when you're a baby and you have to go and watch it all, it's like, holy cow. Like <laughs> It was a lot. Like I, I've... Yeah, there was a lot going on in my life at that point too when I had to move through all that trauma, but 
Mm-hmm. Hey, look, I got to the other side and I'm so glad I went through the shit storm instead of avoiding it. Went right yeah. through and I got to the yeah, rainbow. Yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Good. Love it. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's all we have. <laughs> yes. And so we're going to lead you with our card pull for today. Brought to you by moi. So, okay. So I have two choices for you today. So the first one is going to be amethyst crystal. And the second choice is rose quartz. So think about the two. Think about which one is calling to you. Um, first up, we are going to go with amethyst. So I pulled a oracle card and then I pulled three tarot cards to go with it. So for Amethyst, the oracle card that came up was Sacral Chakra. And I will post these cards on our Facebook page. So Christy and I, we always read our cards intuitively. There is um, a message here at the bottom of this card, but I'm just going to read you what came up with the whole message. And then the three tarot cards I got with the Sacral Chakra are Queen of Pentacles, Queen of Cups, and Eight of Swords. So the message that I got was taking control of your life. You are mastering your emotional state and your creative slash funky side, but you are still getting too in your head. So everything starts to flow. You're talking yourself out of it. Manifesting, manifesting, you get there and then you don't go through with it. So this also pertains to someone who's in love as well, the message that I got. It's like you're getting in your head and you're second guessing who you are and how beautiful you are. Believe in yourself. You have that queen of cup who's like that emotional, really taking control of her emotional state. And then that pentacles, like you're creative, you might be flowing at work, you got all of that going for you, but then you're getting in your head about it. So try and trust the universe that then try to see things differently. It might be a good idea to dive into the sacral chakra as well and to see where those limiting beliefs are really coming from. So it probably stems from something in your childhood that you just can't let go of and that are causing those blocks for you right now. The second card, so if you chose rose quartz, the oracle card I got was for Archangel Raphael, who is our great healer. And the tarot cards that I got with that was the Temperance, which is funny because it's like the healing card, which is suitable for Archangel Raphael, the Four of Pentacles, and the Ten of Cups. So you are doing the work. You are on a healing journey of self-discovery. You are finding balance with with your light and your darkness, really figuring out what's important to you and what you should be holding on to This is a great path for you, letting things fall away that do not serve you and that might even be weighing you down and really giving yourself love and focus on what really makes you happy and what really matters. This could even be like your career. You're in a push season right now. And this is where you're going to find your true happiness. Finally, listening to yourself and what you want, rocking your purpose People might think, why are you diving into work? You're being too serious. But if that's giving you happiness and finding a flow, maybe even making you feel more balanced, you need to go for it and listen to yourself. Living life on your terms, however that looks. So keep healing, keep growing. You are doing beautiful work, my friend. And that is all for today. Christy, what crystal did you pick? I'm just curious. Yeah, I picked amethyst and that like hit me like so hard. I am so in my head lately. Like that is like, I was like, this message is clearly for me. So thank you. Well, like, and for everyone else, but I just really resonated with that. Christy's claiming that one. So good. I know, right? We can, we can walk it to the edge and then all of a sudden we'll just get in our head and just talk ourselves out of it. No, I can't have that. No, I, I, that doesn't happen to people like me. It's like, no, keep going. You're getting it. You're manifesting. (laughs) Let it come to you now. You're deserving. Yes. Cool. Okay. So that is it for this week's episode. I really hope that you guys uh, resonated or maybe learned something new or just had a good time with us because we always have fun with these conversations and we always learn Mm -hmm. something new ourselves. And 
Uh, we just wanted to say that uh, keep sending us messages on the Living the Reiki Life Instagram page. We love hearing from you and just like what the podcast like or what episode resonated with you or anything. Just send us a message. We love to chat. And we also want to talk about our personal pages. Mine is The Birch Soul. So I have a booking link on there. If you're interested in Reiki or a card reading, you can book there. Or any questions, you can ask me. And I am Reiki with Manda. And too, I have online booking and we are both currently accepting. That's something you're interested in. And, you know, if you have any other questions or inquiring about a different service we might not have listed, Shoot us a message, actually, because we don't, there's some things I don't actually have advertised that I probably should, but we still do anyways. It's kind of vague, but you'll know if you're (laughs) looking into something or we can even point you in the right direction too. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And we will catch you next epi. Sending you guys so much love. See you later. So much. Bye. One, two, three.